Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Do you know there was a big fight, boxing fight on recently? It was mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua, wasn't it? And yeah. a Ukrainian chap who was quite gentlemanly and ultimately won. Mm. Um, the, the, the fanfare with fights is ridiculous. And I, I heard that the, the sort of ballpark figure for earnings for mm. the people who involved. I think it was like Anthony Joshua was going to get £40 million, whatever happened. Bloody hell. And you're like, what? I mean, I, I guess it's danger money, brain damage money, but... Whatever. It got me thinking. You know, there's this rise in um, cage fighting, um, MMA, whatever they call it. What, what yeah. do, I don't even know what MMA stands for. What does um, it stand for? <laughs> I know this. It's Multiple mixed martial mashing. arts. Oh, mixed martial arts. That's it. That's it. I always think it sounds like the name of a platform that a car manufacturer has come up with, like Volkswagen and so on. It's like the mixed modular architecture. I have a feeling someone oh, has actually is. got that i can't remember who yeah. it's not vw but some mma yes mma uh, i was thinking of um infotainment but audi's is, is it audi's oh, mmi mmi or? yes yeah so it's not no you are right i bet it's it's platform sharing uh architecture that allows extending and contracting of wheelbases yeah, that's exactly what somebody in the face with your foot yes oh i mean the whole thing just but it got i i for some reason last night whilst brushing my teeth and watching an 80s music video of course <laughs> but i i did actually this, do you know yeah. i've been meaning to ask you about this for ages because i know that you what? like watching 80s music videos while you brush your teeth yeah do you have an electric yeah. toothbrush Yes. So how do you hear the 80s uh, music? I've perfected the art of this. What you do is you have to put it up on sort of deaf person's volume, so mm. really loud. Mm. But then what I do is I position the phone really close to a wall and it resonates the sound back and up around the wall, which is um, the wall that goes into the, the window, the bathroom window. Right. And it a- acts as a sort of shit amphitheatre <laughs> so that when I'm brushing my teeth, I can really hear it as best as possible without having some sort of posh Sonos. I'm not. I mean, I don't have a house with like surround sound or anything. I, I aspire to it, but I don't. Unfortunately. But then, does this? If you're brushing your teeth before you go to bed, mm-hmm. is uh, the rest of the people in your house maybe already trying to sleep? And they're like, "Why the bloody hell is like Taylor Dane's Tell It to My Heart blasting out of the bathroom? What's Daddy <laughs> doing in there?" Well, nobody knows because Daddy's bathroom is a long way away. Daddy has a doesn't he? Daddy does have a separate bathroom. We've got two bathrooms in our house, and one of them's miles away from the bedrooms and other people, oh. other people's bedroom. So Daddy does everything. So when I wake up in the morning and go on a, a, a shoot, like video shoot, or leave the house, hmm. I just tiptoe to the other end of the house. Makes it sound like our house is some sort of like country manor, but it's not. Uh, it's a seventies bungalow, and um, but it's it's a. It's quite a long, thin house. Yeah, I realise. I now. can do. I can do loads over there. Nobody hears me. I close several doors on the way through, like a, you know, like blast doors going into yeah. uh, laboratories. <laughs> so I, go, I, I close a door, and then I think, oh, do you know how bad it is when I leave the house really early and I want to boil the kettle to make a coffee? Yeah, I'll unplug the kettle and I will take it into either that bathroom or there's another <laughs> room right by the back, and I will boil a kettle by the back door. <laughs> Sometimes whilst holding a bath towel Whilst holding a bath towel around it to act as another sound buffer. <laughs> I mean, that's like... the desperation for leaving the house with a half-decent filter coffee. Uh, what an absolute stroker. This is, my wife did this the other day because in our new house we don't have a kitchen door. It's weird, but we just there isn't one. It's quite strange. And They um, took it. Previous owners took yeah, it. They it took wasn't it. on the particulars. It wasn't on the list. Wankers. <laughs> Well, yeah, there just isn't one. It's, it's bizarre. It's sort of not quite open plan, but it sort of is. And so she got up early and she wanted to make a coffee, but we've got one of those machines where you push a button and it grinds some beans before oh. it makes the coffee. 
Yes. And it's very, very noisy. Yes. It's not, it's not a doing it while people are asleep kind of activity, is it? No, not when it's able. You can't close the kitchen door. In our old house, just close the kitchen door. And, and, but it still used to be so noisy. What I'd do if I was up early is I would then get the kitchen towel and put it over the top of the machine and sort of like a damper. Yeah, great idea. But what great she idea. did was, it's very thoughtful, this, but she, she unplugged the machine. It's really heavy. But she yes. unplugged the machine and carried it <laughs> and kind of set it up in a cupboard. And it was like, then I came down and went. I thought the first thought was we've been burgled, but by very specific burglars who've just taken the coffee machine. I was like, where's the coffee machine? She went it's out the back there, and it was just on the floor next to the uh, the boiler. I was a bit like, this is very kind of you, but I always think overly elaborate efforts to be quiet often end up being noisier than just if you. Well, I do it. get that. I mean, the, the, I've said it before, but. Leaving the house early in the morning, especially when my kids were very young, and if I had a test car um, that I was driving f- to film with or to review, and it had a particularly gargly exhaust, I had mm. to strategically park it whilst it w- making sure it wasn't vulnerable to, I don't know, thieves or twats and then and then and then and also make sure that i had to go against all my principles of letting a car warm up mm. so I, viv- I vividly remember having i think it was an audi r8 v10 oh noisy i had to strike it up and slap it into reverse like within a second of the engine <laughs> catching and i felt so german and i felt like a german r&d person who just goes it's, it's not my car i've got my job is to work out how long it can do this for before it finally goes sorry i'm out this is it i didn't even let the oil pressure light go out if it did have one i just slapped it into reverse and immediately gargled it off the drive backwards <laughs> i don't know if anybody else does this but that's one of the reasons why i quite like the this idea of you know when the new breed of supercars was coming out that was hybrid and some mm. could some could could glide off EV only. I thought there is a use for that, besides it obviously being a bit bit better on your lungs in cities. Mm. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I had a switchable exhaust put in the Dodge, because although uh, in in quiet function, it's still definitely a V8, um, you'd be surprised at how less burbly and gargly it is. It doesn't sound like um, you know when you, you know when a you know when a boat comes into a quayside and it's i and it's idling, but sometimes the propeller gets a little bit or the out the exhaust on the back of it gets a little bit close to the surface of the water yeah. as the as the water rises and drops, you know, the sea. It's like that, doesn't it? it goes. <laughs> it's like that, and I'm just constantly going. Just get away from the house, quick! Just get away. So yeah. Anyway, that, what I was going to say about fighting and uh, boxing is, yeah. don't you think, is it MMA? It is MMA. MMA, it? yeah. Don't you think MMA um, fighters, they could all have names like car rear suspension. I was thinking this the other day. You, you'd, you wouldn't even blink if you, if you heard about a big MMA fight coming up with um, Pan Hard Rod versus Watts Link or <laughs> De Dion Bouton versus Revo Knuckle. No, De Dion Bouton is a make of cars. Oh, it is a make. It's a it's a Didion back end. Didion Didion back end. Didion Didion back end. It'd be back end. Didion back end. And then it, and then obviously instead of Connor uh, Connor, what's the really sort of feral guy? Connor. Oh, um, I, I, who got absolutely whipped by um, Floyd Mayweather? Um, I know who you mean. Yeah. Everyone who's listening to this knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Connor Muck. Yeah. I know I can't, be, I can't get past because I'm thinking of the name of someone else I know called Connor Muck something and I can't get his name out of my head to make room for that other guy's name. What is it? Connor Anyway, you're right. Ferrell is the perfect description. Connor Ferrell. Oh, he would be Connor McPherson's because of the strut, you know, so he'd be. Because he's, he's still a muck, but he's just not yeah. the, the mucky really commentator, is. Yeah, when he's sort of doing that cocky walk that they fighters have into the thing, that would be the McPherson yeah. strut, wouldn't it? So Oh, that would be the McPherson strut, and everyone would emulate it. So all the... <laughs> All the drunken louts who'd spent their entire family savings going to Las Vegas for 12 hours. Um, they would be just, you know, windmilling their way around the bar watching this. <laughs> I was trying to think of other rear ends. You've got, what, you've got Watts Link, Panhard Rod. Um, you've got multi, Multi-Link, but that's not obviously very believable. Uh, 
not as good as Diddy on Buchanan. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, Leaf Spring doesn't really. Oh. Um, trailing Arm. Oh, Trailing Arm could be good. Torsion arm... Beam. Torsion Beam's quite good. Yes. Although that sounds like a wrestling move. Or it could be Beam Torsion. So it would have a little, <laughs> it would have, a, have an accent thing above, the, above it. Beam Torsion enters the ring. And his specialist move is obviously tearing out people's shoulders. Uh, with his with his foot. You're always <laughs> with his foot. They do a lot of stuff with feet, don't they, in those sort of I, martial arty things. Yeah, I get very, very nervous about... Because um, it's stubbing your toe over the threshold of, from one room to another is one of the most painful things I've ever done. Oh, my God. So the idea of kicking someone in the face repeatedly with my horrible little toes is just... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well, sure no one wants to be kicked in the face with my toes either. So. At the last minute that your opponent turns the other cheek to reveal that they've got Lego bricks stuck to it. <laughs> and and you, you make contact and it's agonisingly painful. Um, or a plug, a three-pin plug just taped to his face. <laughs> you go, ah, no, not my foot. Ah. <laughs> or a three-pin plug, yeah, upturned. Uh, or, or uh, that, bloody hell, I keep doing this, there's... I think what they call French drains, you know, and you've got a bit of gravel that runs around the sort of base of a wall. Is um, that what they're called? I think so, yeah. You know, for, for drainage. Uh, yeah, yeah I know what they're It's, someone knows, it's, someone it's to in. stop the. It's, yeah, I know. And it's normally on a slope. If you've got a slopey drive, you don't uh, want the water to go into your, dri- into your garage. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's one of those so. that runs along the base of the back of our house. And um, uh, so it's got little bits of gravel in it. The little bits of gravel sometimes, you know, escape onto the, the patio. Uh, and I'm forever in this sort of nicer weather, just stepping out the back in bare feet. And every so often there'll be a rogue bit of gravel. And the sort of jolt of electricity that goes up your body when you tread on a tiny piece of gravel, it's horrible. Oh, it is. It's like going on to a really idyllic beach that's shale. Yeah. And there's no way you can get to the water to have a, <laughs> a, a swim without without looking like you're doing a sort of jazz dance, an expressive jazz dance. <laughs> or you but look like you've been badly stop frame animated. <laughs> like a really shit Cheap sort of animation. 1930s dinosaur thing <laughs> with stop frame animation. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. But the problem it's, is yeah. I develop I develop in a um instant Tourette's when I when I was walking to the beach without flip-flops on. Mm. Um, but um, then I realised that there were, like, lovely people just having a relaxing time on the beach. And I'd be going, <laughs> fuck, shit, fucking shit, fuck's sake, fucking shit. <laughs> I did it, all, I did it with, I did it and I realised my son was behind me and I was properly effing and jeffing and growling. And he was like, Daddy, it's not that bad. He sort of walked next to me with bare feet. I went, I just can't do it. I just, I've got no... I don't know. I've got no. There's something wrong with the bottom of my feet. I don't know what it is. No, but. I think that's normal. I don't. I mean, I'd say it would be more weird if you went. Oh, what shingly beach isn't that effortless? I could run on that if I wanted to in my bare feet. That's that'd be strange. You'd have to have shingly some leathery, leathery feet. Well, that's why I've tried to um, go barefoot more this this enormous summer that we've had in Britain. I've tried to be as barefoot as possible. Really? Walking around the garden, patio house. Yeah, just to sort of tighten up the leather a bit more. It's the opposite of what you want to do to car upholstery leather, which is obviously keep it nice and supple. Mm. I'm actually trying to make the bottoms of my feet so hard enough so I can tap them like this. That's the bottom of my foot. <laughs> uh, that's what I'd like. I, like American uh, tyres, high mileage tyres. Yes, <laughs> so your feet make screeching noises whenever you turn a corner. Oh, yeah. I'm, even it's at like very a, low it, speed. It's like a very bad car chase uh, whenever I walk from one end of the garden or uh, patio to the other. I was, yeah. um, I was walking through downtown Bath, or Bath, depending on... Did you just say downtown Bath? <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, I know, you, I know your, I know your wife's American. Area, but I was walking through the centre of the historic city of Bath, and uh, and I was walking behind a, a, a quite a young couple, and the bloke had no shoes on at all or socks, just walking down the street in bare feet. Uh, see, the first thing my dad would say is mm, broken glass. Exactly, He's get a sliver. You'll get a sliver in there. Yeah, or, or tread sliver. on a fox turd or something. But either way, just, <laughs> I just go, why? Why would you do that? And he must no, have had pretty. Too- Pretty taut leather on the bottom. It's of too his feet. risky. Mm. It's far, far too risky. I wouldn't do it. 
Um, now, before I ask you about um, how Radwood went, because I never, I forgot to ask oh, you, and I wanted yes. to, and I, I had a bit of FOMO from that. Um, I do you remember that photo that I sent you that my dad sent me um, from a car park, a supermarket car park in Taunton, of the Jeep Renegade? Oh yes, the <laughs> <laughs> yes, the okay. Freddie Mercury trousers car. A Freddie Mercury tribute uh, Jeep Renegade. It's just quite extraordinary. I was talking to him yesterday about it. So I've got the pictures here. And if you're a patron of Smith & Stuff, A, we love you. B, you'll be able to see these pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a yellow, fair, you know, two-year-old Renegade. And as Richard said, I think they're modelled around Freddie's iconic yellow trousers. <laughs> <laughs> they were yellow, weren't they? With the black sort yeah. of matador stripe down well, the side. This is the, was this was this Live Aid that he? I think this was the Live Aid look that everyone remembers. So was it the was the jacket white and the oh. trousers were the trousers? Actually, no, were he was yellow. all in white. <laughs> I just well, typed when, in. I just typed in Live Aid, Freddie Mercury, and the some of the you know Google does that thing where it goes. People also ask, and the first question prompt is: People also ask why were Queen so good at Live Aid. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Freddie knew he was not a very well man, I think, and he did he. And well, did yeah, he? and he, and he, if if he um, he, the the band had fallen out, hadn't they? Had they? Freddie had Freddie had gone off to Munich and was doing sort of um, druggy uh, party stuff, right? And the band were pissed off with him, and he'd shunned all his friends. Freddie had gotten into the wrong company, and they oh. you and, and and apparently. Apparently, um, the guy that was managing Freddie at the time, who was a bit shady, hmm. um, didn't tell Freddie about any of the phone calls from um, from Queen from the, from Queen and from Live Aid that were coming through saying we really want Queen to perform here. We've already signed oh. up. We've already signed up these guys. We've already signed up these guys. The Stones are going to be there. The Blah are going to be there. The Blah are going to be there. Will Queen play? And Freddie didn't ever reply because he never got the messages. And then finally, he found out. He found out that um, that they'd been trying to get through to him. Realised that his his manager, new manager guy, was a bit of a beast, mm. and and arranged a meeting with the band and sat down with the band and had it out with them after running away for ages and said, "All right, I'll do it." And I think he knew at that point he was not very well. Oh. And so he thought, if I'm going to do this, and this might be the last ever Queen gig, and people had said that Queen were over. You know, it was the 80s, Queen mm. didn't have it anymore, and I think he wanted to prove the world wrong, and that's why he gave it 150%. <laughs> yeah. And he, he drove on. I believe he drove on in a Jeep Renegade and did one of those, decided to do a handbrake turn, but, of course, the, the back tyres bit a little bit hard, so it did that very slow roll. You've seen it in some YouTube videos where it pitches one of the back wheels and it it, it tips it enough onto its side to probably write it off on the, on the pillars. Yeah. Um, and then he just sort of calmly calmly got out and did that. Air up! <laughs> well, as, if, as if nothing was wrong. Um, oh, I found I spotted another candidate for our uh, business lounge car interior concept, which we thought of by reversing the passenger seats on a car with a fatally damaged passenger door. Oh, or yes. Had, uh, an E93 series yesterday, which had obviously had a biff on the passenger side. It had really buggered up the door and broken the passenger door window by the looks of it. Oh. And I was thinking. That door's never opening, is it? But that's okay. No. If I can see the owner around, I will. Um, I will advise them of what they could do with their car. What, the thing was, it was as I walked past it, it was actually slashing with rain, and this window was presumably gone. But also, the car yeah. was parked up a curb, passenger side tilted upwards, so it's almost like it was. Oh, it was, so it was, it was funneling the rain in. Funneling rain <laughs> in as well, but I hate. Um, I hate getting leaving a car um, window open to get wet or. It's, yeah. I hate it. So going back to the Queen card, just want to. There's a couple yeah. of dis- key descriptions of this Queen rent spec. Well, hang game. on. Now we're misremembering because he did Live Aid. I've looked this up now. Freddie Mercury did Live Aid in a pair of jeans and a white vest. It's a year later, presumably off the back of their Live Aid success. Queen are back on top. Oh, they were back Queen on. Do oh, and they, they were. played Wembley as you know themselves rather than as part of Live Aid, and that's when he wore. The yellow jacket. It's a yellow jacket with white trimmings. 
and white trousers with red trimmings. Oh, God. <laughs> so the car is actually not the a The car's actually tribute, not it's right. It's a jacket tribute. <laughs> okay, so Freddy Jacket Tribute Jeep um, has... Okay, so here it is. It's, it's, it's yellow. No one's it's ever ye- put those words together before. <laughs> it's yellow with a pair of black stripes going over the middle of the car, sort of like a faux Shelby effort. Yeah. There's, there's sun strips that are yellow, so matching the body of the car, across the back window and the front window and they say queen in what only can be described as a generic italic font and then <laughs> and then on the on the tailgate either side of the registration plate is the silhouette of freddie doing the one arm in the air microphone held um stance with the one of the legs locked out straight you know the one you yeah. know the stance yeah I and there might be a name for it if, if Queen aficionados have one. Anyway, that, there's a silhouette of two of those, one on the side of the licence plate. And then it says Queen again in a generic font. It's, this I've just time pulled white. up a picture. It's a, very, <laughs> it's a very generic. It's the same generic type, but with a shadow effect on it, a drop shadow. That's a drop shadow. That's Classy. exactly what it is. And so, then down the bottom of the side doors, you know, like a 911 Carrera type stripes. Instead, it has, it says black stripes. And again, it says queen at a jaunty angle where Carrera oh, might jaunty. be on a 911. Oh, with a drop God. shadow. With a drop shadow. Yeah, they've got the drop um, shadow again there. The stripe is sort of a bit higher up the doors than it would be on a Porsche. It's it's sort of at rubbing strip height, isn't it? It's it just, is. It's sort of mid, mid-ish level, and then Queen kind of cuts into it at a jaunty angle. But then also, uh, on the D-pillar, the I D just pillar. noticed this. I'm glad you're going to bring up the D-pillar. <laughs> so Please. I can't, I can't zoom in enough to make this out, but it looks like it's it's Freddie Mercury. It's a line drawing of Freddie Mercury, but it looks like from... It looks like he's fallen over, but he's got his arm in the air still, like he's going, I'm all right, I'm all right. Can you, I can't. It's a really pissed up Freddie Mercury in the recovery position after oh. a massive night out. He's wearing the Matador jacket still, and he's like, he's got I've got this. On it. I've, I've got, guys, I've got this. I'm all right. I'm all right. Don't move me. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Don't move me. Yeah, that is a very, it's one of those. And people that do vinyl wrapping might may be able to relate to this. It's one of those decals that you peel off the sheet and it's very thin black outlines of the whole design. And you've got to get it right. You've got to make sure you rub the back of the paper before you start trying to transfer it onto the car because one little strand will stay behind and it'll ruin the lot. And I know this from when I did all the decals on my race car, which took me days. Mm. And I sat on a little puffet doing it drinking loads of coffee then I realized drinking coffee was bad because one of my arms was wobbling a little bit so I stopped drinking coffee and drank water and then I carried on and I got I got I, I did it in the end I was really pleased when I finally stood back with I, backache. I have zoomed in on the decaler it's actually it's Is it an old lady yeah <laughs> with a mustache it's Freddie Mercury uh but it's the top half of Freddie Mercury so the thing that I thought was his were his sort of his legs uh, splayed in front of him, or sort of it's actually that's the inside of the jacket. It's him. He's looking down again. It's an iconic. It's taken from a fairly iconic photo of him performing at Wembley, I think. But it's so he's got one arm in the air, yeah. The other, then the other arm down by his side. But then they've they've chopped him off, so he's got no hand on his other arm. And, and he just sort of ends, and that's why it looks weird. But the thing on the left, which I presumably is a bit of his jacket, actually yeah. looks like the profile of a Punch and Judy character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if you can't see this, this is not interesting podcast. I material. just, I, I'd love to, so, your dad didn't see the person who drove this car. Yeah, he did, he did. He, he did. tried to take a photo of them, but he felt <laughs> it felt wrong to him, so he didn't. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, but he described them to me yesterday. He said the lady was, um, they were both middle-aged. The lady, he said, was extremely large. Those were his words. Mm. And she had pink hair. Oh. And the, he said the, the gentleman had a long wizard-like beard and a, and a walking stick, but also like a, captain, a, a ship captain's cap on. I mean, oh. again, very interesting pair of people. Um, Is that I your mean, dad's I, golf in the back of shot here? Yeah, do you know what it might be? Silver Golf Cabrio. Yeah, that is my dad's car, okay, yeah. just checking. Well, and, and um, my mum's. It's not just exclusive of my dad. My mum does use it too. I'd have loved to have just gone up to the, that couple and just gone, do you like Queen? 
And even better if they'd gone, no, not really. Bought this no, car. I we bought this car a couple of years ago. Just can't be bothered to take the stickers off. Oh, that would be amazing. Go, do you know? Queen, we thought it was just a, a name of a special edition or something. People ask us every week, and we're just getting really, really sick of it. I love Elvis Costello, but I just yeah. can't be bothered <laughs> to change the decal. We just listen to Gilbert and Sullivan mostly. We're not really into modern music, so we, we haven't even heard of this Queen group. That's <laughs> Queen. Queen, 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 Queen. Um, yeah. Talk to me about Radwood, then you slut. Oh you well, there. Radwood. Yeah. So Radwood was when was that? So yes, but that's it. We recorded, didn't we, on Friday, and then on Saturday, I went to um, I went to Radwood, and uh, which was at the Bicester Heritage Place, and uh, yeah, it was excellent. I was expecting for people who are unaware of what Radford is, it's, it started in the US, and it's a a car show for. 80s and 90s cars yes. i would say it sort of it probably leans into the 90sness in its original form yes and uh so you know lots of pastel colored tracksuits and things fluoro and fluoro a lot of fluoro uh, there was a bit of fluoro there actually including i stopped um i stopped for petrol and there was a fiat panda an original 80s fiat panda uh, in there with uh, <laughs> which I was quite I was getting near to Vista so I, uh, I was immediately like I bet they're going to where I'm going and then the, the people got back in it and they were in full fluoro it was really oh, impressive it wasn't Jim was it was it Jim McGill uh, I he, don't I think, think I think oh because oh, well I don't Jim, know what Jim he, McGill um, looks like actually so maybe he's got did he have a beard and a bum bag I only saw them from behind getting in the into the car so I don't know maybe okay. A beard and a bum bag. Is that, a beard and always, a bum bag. Always, I mean, yeah, the beard is something he probably has all the time. The bum bag, I think he could probably leave at home if he wanted to. I don't know, actually. Maybe it was. Um, but, yeah, I, so I was bag. expecting, given the sort of 80s to 90s remit, I thought there's going to be quite an eclectic range of cars. But I wonder if it feels like if you were trying to sort of sum up Radwood, certainly the way it started in the US, it would be typified by a wide-body Mercedes SEC. Oh, SEC, yes. That and would be very um, rap- iced tea circa 1991. Exactly. So I was yeah. thinking, is it going to be lots of stuff like that or is it going to be a broader range? Well, let me tell you, it was an incredibly broad range of cars. There was a Ferrari Testarossa there in yellow, which looked rather good. Oh, in yellow? Nice. In yellow, yeah. Uh, 355 uh, on Air Ride. Oh, I've seen that car. Yes, Blue I've seen one. that car before. Yeah, did it look sweet? Yeah. It's amazing, though, because <laughs> you go, now, they're quite valuable these days, but I wonder if he bought it sort of bottom of the market and thought, oh, well, screw it, I'll just do air ride on it, and then went, oh, God. I mean, I'm sure it's reversible anyway, and fair play to him, even if he did pay top dollar for it, the fact that he's just gone, I want a Ferrari 355 on, on air. On air. That I can make squat when I park it. Yeah. Um, was it on so polished two-piece rims? Uh, or was I, I'm trying I to remember. I do be, know yeah. that. It's blue, uh, well, and it looks yes. great. I mean, it does look great. And this thing, and he, uh, he can't tell, and he's just driving it. He, I saw it driving off, and it was just looked like a 355 with a... Um, I think it did have different wheels on it. Uh, you, can so, get, you can get Air Ride to handle as well as normal. Can you? Yeah, you can, because you can program um, the pressure and things now and oh. adjust the height, so you can really tweak it well. It's, it's so much more impressive than it was a decade ago. Hmm. There's actually a guy, he might have been there, who has a DeLorean on Air Ride as well. Um, uh, and well, he's, there was a DeLorean, though. Yeah, and it's on air on some period split rims. It looks phenomenal because it does sit down right on the deck. Mm. But not only that, this guy's got it going on. I've forgotten his name. I apologise. But he's also got a Volvo P1800 ES in, I think, bronzy brown. And that is on air, and it's one of the most attractive cars I can remember. I just had, I mean, I recently featured a Volvo P1800 on on the Late Break Show channel. But this, the ES, I've realised, is is my favourite. I absolutely mm. love it. It's such a good-looking car with that glass tailgate, and it's just yeah. like, oh, my God, that car's got it going on. I feel like I need one. <laughs> it's got it going on. Yeah. Uh, one, one of those with a, with, a, with a modern Volvo running gear would be absolutely phenomenal. Hmm. 
I would very much like it. If someone could have one delivered to my loom in the next fortnight, that would be lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Don't wrap it, I'll take it. Um, yeah, well, so, there. I mean, talking about having it going on, there were many things that had it going on at uh, uh, Radwood. So I don't know where to start. I didn't take enough pictures. Probably one of, if not my favourite car, was a, a, a Daihatsu... Um, Avanzato TRX XR4. Oh my gosh. Which we were only talking about, was it last week? It was in the previous podcast, I think. And lo, there was one there. And it was one of the UK cars. You know, Daihatsu brought in, what, 80 for for punters. And for shits was, and giggles, I think it said in the press release. That's what yeah. they brought them. <laughs> that, was, that was the corporate line. It's weird that. when you get press releases that start, ah, screw it. We don't know why we're doing this, but we are. And um, it's, yeah, this guy, uh, it was just. Um, uh, some someone had bought it. it was, then it just sat mouldering on their drive, and then this person had died, and it was um, it was being sold by the family. And this this guy bought it and brought it back to health. He said that when he took the sump off, nothing came out. What? And then eventually, a sort of solid orb of black just plops <laughs> out, and he was a bit like, you know, those engines are so revy. They need oh your finest, thinnest synthetic oils, and that's very much not what was in it. So he he sorted all that out. He gave it a good old sorting mechanically and it's cosmetically it's like he pointed out it's got a few little dents in the roof and stuff and some some little dings and scratches and everything but from a distance it looks great and it's it's just a sort of fantastic curio i absolutely love those cars so that was all my highlights I do as but well. then just did like, you see the suzuki alto works that was there i did not see that oh i saw a photo of it and again had a- additional fomo Mm. I went, oh, they're a handsome little thing. Because they're busy. busy. Like, like, like the Avanzato, they're, they're, just the name is so long-winded, I'm in by that point. You're like, mm. well, it just sounds exciting. <laughs> it's like a real-life Tamiya RC car. There's lots of writing on it. Yes. Lots of arrow decals going, look, suspension. Look, <laughs> bumper. Yeah, window. Yes, yeah. and, and, I, and that, that was such a 90s thing, wasn't it? Write yeah. all the spec of the car on the, on the, on the rear quarter panel. <laughs> Open the here. Front. For goodness sake, just write it all down. Come on. Um, windows. Clear windows. Check. Uh, so uh, what else was I going to say that was a highlight? Oh, just loads. That's the thing. It was more eclectic than I could have possibly imagined. You know, there was sort of uh, uh, Immaculate MG Metro, a lovely Mark II Sirocco that was um, had just been bought by uh, one of the guys who works at uh, Hegacy, the people who uh, put on Radwood. And he'd, he'd bought it sort of for the show. And oh. it, was, it had got original, an original dealer sticker in the back window, which is always a nice touch. Um, loads of Volvos, actually, you know, boxy Volvos, uh, 240s, 740s, the bricks. kind of stuff. A lot of, yeah, a lot of brick, brick action going on. Delightful SD1, a 1980 SD1, parked next to a, a yellow Esprit. Mm. Oh, um, chef's, I'm chef's kissing at the microphone as we also, the people who'd sort of gone, so there was a bit of dressing up, and there was uh, there were people who's like, no, what was the car? I can't remember the bloody car. I think it was a, ooh, it might have been a Corrado, where they'd like left a Game Boy on the back shelf, and there was an Audi 90, a really tidy aero Audi 90, and I looked in, in the interior, and it had just got a CD of Pet Shop Boys album, Behaviour. In, oh. the, in the by the handbrake, and I was just like, mm, great album, so great detail. The deep- the de- I was going to say the detail is almost as interesting as the car now because people are getting into the spirit of the accessorising. Mm. I, I saw some great hats or, um, like you say, CDs or tapes, you know, the multi-tape selectors that come out of the consoles. Yeah. And they were they were left on display with a line of, I don't know, rave tapes or uh, mm. stuff like that. I'm, I, I think that stuff's really cool. I mean, I've got a bit of that going on with my taxi. Um uh, yeah, I've actually just forgotten what's in it, but there is some stuff in the taxi. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so Dear, yeah, it's a shame you couldn't yeah. make it to Radwood. It was it was really nice, and uh, thank you to the Smith and Sniff listeners who came up and said hi, um, and um, also the. <laughs> There was at least one guy on YouTube in the comments after the last show who said, oh, I saw you at Radwood, but I didn't want to come up and say hi because I didn't know what to say. And I was, I was a bit like, I don't bite. 
Just come up and say anything. I think you really should. Random. I think you should develop a bit of um, a, a, a notoriety like Elton John when he's a little bit irritated. <laughs> so you snap, you, you quietly snap and fizz at people. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sweet, uh, so, so I, and, uh, I thought Radwood was a sweet, sweet event. Uh, lots of lots of lovely cars. I, I, that's the, the one thing I missed was I was sort of I was just wandering about on my own, and then I, I saw uh, a couple of people I know, and then I was just chatting to some people who came over to say hi, but. What I missed was I realised, particularly with eclectic car shows, it's great to have a mate that you can just wander about the place with because sometimes I found myself going, bloody hell, look at that. And then I I just wanted to talk to somebody and go, is that one of the – I can't – look, it's got the original wheel trims on. And there was – I'm short of talking to myself. Yeah, so what you're saying is you wished I was there – but mm. you wished I was in a sort of a slightly more unhinged mood. So maybe I was flying around on an 80s ninja scooter drinking uh, Strongbow Dark Fruit. And I couldn't keep, I can't maintain eye contact with anything because I'm so, I'm so I, off it. I think uh, maybe if you were just on a sort of non-branded mountain bike, constantly doing wheelies <laughs> about the place in a threatening way. Well, like with, that, the, with, with the full that suspension that's just absolutely knackered so it's just boinging yeah, and bonging yeah, yeah. a really yeah. noisy chain because you haven't oiled it ever oh an unoiled chain it's just sinful this yeah, is, yeah, it I made saw... me laugh that guy that you two were telling me about that you saw where was this that you saw him well we finished a shoot for the late break show um, a, a little bit late uh, a couple of days ago and we were we booked ourselves in for dinner at a pub nearby just because it's been a long week of filming and it's a pub right next to um, where a load of narrow boats are moored up, you know, like a little marina, I guess. And it was dark, it was just gone dark, just dark, just got dark. And uh, I was with Phil, the videographer, who works a lot on the show. And we just saw out of nowhere. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This guy coming flying down, and it was a gravel path, so a little bit of understeer at every turn, <laughs> um, on a full suspension but no name bike. So one of those bikes that usually probably gets pulled out of a canal or left in a town centre for three years, and somebody nicks the front wheel, <laughs> and nobody ever comes back for it. You know, it's one of them. Yeah. And he was, and he had no lights on, and it, also he was topless, and it wasn't even that warm. <laughs> and it's. Just, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and he was he had he had a, either a cigarette or something or a vape pack in his hand so he didn't have both hands fully on the handlebars which made me think he's gonna have a huge gravel based tank slapper and as i was sort of like oh my god and he also looked like Mackenzie crook so very gaunt mm. Mm. Uh, and a little bit you know like the eyes were wild Mm. Um, but he disappeared off past us and then went down and got onto a narrowboat. And I thought, oh, yeah, he's a narrowboat guy. Mm. He's a narrowboat. But there's every I – don't, I, don't, I don't mean this against narrowboat people because I know some narrowboat people and they're cool. However, don't you think every town, every small town has a, a bloke like that who's got, yes. on a no-name no mountain bike um, with full suspension that is a bit squeaky and perhaps not very good um, and – always riding around like with a massive amount of urgency but probably no urgency at all <laughs> yes sort um, of aggressively fast riding but aggressively fast riding it usually goes onto the pavement in front of like you know mums and kids and stuff for no mm. reason might be but talking to himself he's a little bit wild well he might be on the phone that would be but that's the thing i, I say aggressively fast but not hunched over like a tour de france rider he's he's no. actually very casual <clears throat> atop the bike and yet his speed is aggressive because he's carrying too much speed in crowded environments but he yes. might be riding non-handed at high speed yeah and he's, he might he's have phone. 
It might have some single-use plastic bag hanging on one handlebar, which is just loaded with like copper a bag bag. of cans. It's loaded with copper bag. And the problem is with that, as you know, when you've ridden a bike, if, if one side of the bars is weighted, mm. the whole thing handles very differently, especially on loose terrain. Yeah. Which might be why he becomes an accomplished wheelie artist, because then the yeah. front is never on the ground, so the cans can dangle away. It's absolutely um, fine. But you're right. I think every town has this guy, Mackenzie Crook-faced, shirtless, <laughs> off-brand mountain bike riding Army surplus guy. trousers. Army surplus trousers. Then as it gets colder, he has got to stop riding about shirtless. That's the summer, spring, summer, early autumn look. But yes. then in the winter, these guys have always got a certain type of coat, I think. Sort of army surplus. Maybe a bomber jacket, actually. Oh, yeah. But I think it's more than that. It's like a sort of longer coat with big pockets. Well, he might have got... He might have gone to the charity shop and found a a really decent Technics or Kenwood jacket. We have talked Ooh. about those on previous yeah. on previous podcasts. He might have dusted off a, basically a Radwood Legend jacket. I mean, if you can find one. Uh, oh, maybe 2023 yeah. for me is the year of the uh, the Technics jacket. I don't know. Yeah. You think, maybe should should you get you get a Kenwood and I'll get a Technics, or are you going to go Pioneer? Uh, I well, just question my brand loyalties here and think I have got. There's a I think there's a Pioneer stereo in my Land Rover, so I'll go Pioneer just for that. Yeah, I, and I've always been a Pioneer um, head unit guy. Hi, I'm Pioneer head unit guy. head unit guy. Uh, yeah. So now the other thing about the 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 crook faced man on his off brand mountain bike is, I mean. He, he he appears to have no discernible way of earning a living, but no. I think maybe there may be the sort of the vending of certain illegal things that he might do a bit of small time dabbling, little bit I of small time dabbling. Some people in town know him as like Dave Vibes or something like that. He's got he's got he's got multiple nicknames which might allude to. Some of the things that he does. Oh, he'd be like, uh, he'd be like um, Fuzzy or Zazzy, <laughs> wouldn't he? Zaz, and you go, well, that's not short for yeah. anything. Why is he called it's that? Just, I don't know. It just is. And then, yeah, he would be. If you were younger, one day you would go to a house party in the town, and it's like a friend of a friend, and you're in the pub, and someone went, hey, there's a party going on. You know, Steve. Oh, I love those. Oh, love Steve. Those. Which Steve? You know, Steve, tall Steve. Oh, right, yeah, he's having a he's having a party. Do you want to go? Yeah, come on, we'll go get some cans, and we'll go with that. You go to that, and he's there. Scrawny mountain bike guy is there, but you don't know why or who yeah. he knows, but he's there. And then one day, you're in, like, a co-op or something. Yeah. And he's actually working there, or is he? You're not sure. Or you go into a pub... And he's behind the bar, but it's not clear if he's working or he just knows someone. <laughs> yeah, he won't be working there. He no. would have just paint. He would have painted the storeroom that afternoon, and they've just let him stay on. Oh, cash in hand. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he's he's yeah, yeah. he's, 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 he's small town cash in hand guy. He's, he's very much cash economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you need apples picking at the orchard, yeah, he'll do it. If you need some hedging clearing, yeah, he'll Zazzy will do it. Yeah, yeah, Zazzy and he's got you know. I suppose he lives on a canal boat. I mean, I don't know how much that would cost relative to living in a house. I assume sort of less, but I don't know. It's not his boat. Is he renting it, maybe? don't think anything's cheap anywhere. Any, any, no. Not even a static caravan's cheap right now. But he doesn't need a car because he lives in a medium-sized town and he's got his high-speed mountain bike. That's how he gets around. So where did you say this This was that you, you saw this guy? This was in um, Eton Soken. What? Eaton Soken in Cambridgeshire. That's a real place. Eaton Soken. Eaton Soken, yeah. E A T O N S O C O N. That sounds incredibly made up. No, it's not. It's not made up. I'm just double checking that you say it's called Soken. But is it how big is Eaton It's near St. Neats. Sneerts? Sneerts. Yeah, Eaton Soken. Oh, okay. I've just yeah, found it. Oh, right. so S O C O N, Eaton Soken. Yeah. Eaton Soken. Eaton Soken. Uh, he could easily be. Um, it could be a NASCAR driver. Yes. 
<laughs> in Sutton. Uh, there's a lovely sort of high drone shot or something of the town. So it is. It's a definitely a sort of fair-sized town. Yeah, it's but... that kind of town where there'd be a, a no-name full suspension bike guy riding around doing <laughs> something that you don't know about. That's exactly... No-name full <laughs> suspension bike guy. The superhero you didn't know you needed because you don't unless you want to buy marijuana. Oh, he's, he only ever... If he ever was going to pedal naughty stuff it would only ever be weed it wouldn't be anything harder do you think think. maybe every christmas you'll have a cheeky e but that's it really i just don't i can't he's a bit of an old hippie and he sort of sells he sells those drugs that not many people are interested in anymore like acid and stuff which oh yeah i'm aware i don't know maybe people are into acid still he's got some really lame hydroponics going on in his his barge (laughs) You know, like he's putting all his effort into it, but actually he hasn't worked out that the best yield he'll get will earn him like eight quid a week. Yeah. It's just not quite worth it. <laughs> In the meantime, the barge is suffocatingly hot and humid inside. <laughs> that's why he's wearing no shirt. Oh, yeah, calm. that's why he's, yeah. Too hot at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, the benefit of Eaton Soak uh, is that it's in Cambridgeshire, so it's very flat, so he can achieve effortlessly high speeds while riding with no hands. Oh, he, he he's one of very few people in the world, I think, who can do a 21st gear wheelie. Um, there's not many around. And if you remember back to when you might have been younger listeners, if you've ever tried to sort of perfect the wheelie of a bike, it's not easy to oh, do more not than, like, more, not easy to do more than, say, four cranks of the pedal, right? No. But there, were, there was always someone, and I, I had a couple of mates who were very capable, who could slap it into 18th at the time there wasn't 24 gears. They could put it into 18th and they could hold a wheelie for the length of a street and you were mm. properly cranking away. When I say cranking, I don't mean the American term. I mean the, the in innocent yeah. British term. Um, that's the thing. If you are, as this guy will be, a consummate wheelie expert, it's that just effortlessly doing the whole length of the street on the back wheel. The front wheel is canted over a bit. Yes. Sort of almost lying limp and useless in the air hands off the handlebars and, and just possibly smoking a cigarette or making a phone call. It's just that easy for him. He was it's probably rolling a, a cigarette. Man. Yes. He was rolling. He had a little pouch of Golden Virginia going on, uh, or a cutter's choice, I think. Was the... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's... A, it, it, I'd love it if the listeners could write in and say what kind of tobacco, rolling tobacco, this guy might have had. I think cutter's choice I'm going to go with. <laughs> But, <laughs> he's, but um, he's that guy. He's that guy, and every town, I think every medium-sized town's got one. Yeah. So if I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was going to do some kind of call to action, but I don't know why on earth anyone would write in. Except maybe if you if you have this guy in your town and you're familiar with him, does he have an amusing nickname? Um, that uh, you know, sort of like Party Steve or something. That that. Uh, oh, he could be that guy, couldn't? He? No, he'd be his by- real name is not known at all. Barge Nev. Because he's on a barge, his name's Neville, but he won't be called Neville. He has to be called Neville. No, hates it, hates it. Hates it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Fa- yes. Uh, well, that's a good spot. That's good. Um... Yeah, well, this takes me beautifully into um, <laughs> the disturbing scenes of DJ Khaled on Instagram that I unfortunately stumbled across. Oh, he's got a new um, album out, hasn't he? Got a new album out, and he's absolutely murdered the song Staying Alive um, with Drake, where they both sound like they're just shouting down funnels. And then um, <laughs> he's videoed himself <laughs> driving around, or being driven around the highway in his Maybach, um, wearing, well, wearing nothing apart from some fitness shorts and um, not strapped in. <laughs> oh, I saw uh, this, yeah. Not strapped sta- in, standing out of the Landau-type roof. I don't know what you call it. Is it Laundrelet roof on the... My yeah, yeah. Laundrelet yeah. roof, let's yeah. call it Laundrelet. Yeah. Um, sh- singing his own song on social media. I just, I saw that and I was like, what an absolute... It, it makes my eyes narrow, unfortunately. My eyes were narrowing at this. Um, well, the trouble is now, whenever I see DJ Khaled being a, an absolute trumpet, I always think of you, first of all, as thinking, <laughs> now I'm finding this annoying, so imagine how Johnny's faring if he's oh, got no. eyes on it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm absolutely, um, What what's the word, coming on cam, as people say, yeah. who normally don't know what they're talking about with engines. Um, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I love that coming uh, on cam. When people say, oh, when it's on cam, it's like... Well, the cam's always there, really. Yeah. Um, you can't turn it off. The engine. It doesn't work. sort of. It's not like Mad Max where he put he pulls that plunger wheel and then suddenly the supercharger starts running. It's not really like that. 
Um, it would be in a Disney cartoon, but yeah. So Khaled, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being a miserable old toss piece. Khaled's doing all right <laughs> no, for himself. Awful. He's terrible though. He's, he's, he's got 30 million followers on Instagram. Three Bloody zero. Hell. So who are we to judge? He's, well, exactly. It's. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I was. I saw something last week uh, in the sort of car world where I just went, "This is awful." Not, not and then for I, me. And then I just saw how popular it was and just went, "It's. It's obviously. I'm. I'm wrong." Or, I'm irrelevant. You know, I'm, I'm irrelevant. Too old for this. Yeah, it yeah. is. And there's a lot of that around. And I think you just have to accept it. It's no point raging against it. It's just you know, no. times and tastes change. And so things that you might think are absolute cat plop are, in fact, extremely popular. But then, you know, also probably a lot of people would think the things that you and I like are toss. So, um, hey ho. This podcast, anyway, I mean, you know, um, all I would say is a lot well, of people our go, podcast is absolutely. Oh, it's uh, awful. And there we uh, are criticising Khaled. All I would say to Mr Khaled is um, I would say t- just use your seatbelt because if, yeah. if your driver in the laundrette my back suddenly had to tweak the brakes because, I don't know, some <laughs> motorcyclist at, at the front or some guy on a full <laughs> suspension bike was practising 21 gear wheelies and got it a bit wrong, <laughs> I think Khaled would be absolutely trebucheted out of the seat and down the highway. Um, you'd probably lose some skin. <laughs> trebuchet. <laughs> DJ Khaled being trebuchet would be. Um, it's funny enough, you know, last week you said uh, you, you wanted to get DJ Khaled, Pitbull, and uh, Paul Heaton from the Beautiful South oh, gosh. on stage. Yeah. At a at an audienceless gig that you've somehow set up, and then <laughs> and then pelt them gig. with a with a. Um, a firefighting plane, a Hercules, I think he said, that's going to just discharge water onto the stage. <laughs> someone, um, someone wrote in or sort of left us a comment on um, YouTube, yeah, and uh, and pointed out that that would, in fact, probably kill them because uh, oh. it's incredibly heavy. And I assume you don't want to kill them; you just want to sort of humiliate and, <laughs> and, and drench them. <laughs> Yeah. I just want DJ just, Khaled to just just monotonously shout "We the best music," <laughs> and then you'll have someone like you have like someone Susie Dent or somebody like that who's who regularly carries a d- dictionary around, going, "Listen, it, grammatically, it's just simply not correct." Regularly carries a dictionary, just simply not correct. It would never be uh, "We the yeah. best music." It's a bit like when Destiny's Child said. I'm a survivor, keep on survivor. No, it, it can't be keep on survivor because unless there's a comma in it, you know, like keep on oh, survivor. Comma, survivor. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I, again, yeah. it's a song I can't listen to because it just makes me grind my teeth. Um, anyway, let's talk about cars. Uh, yeah, I can't actually find the, um, the, the message about saying that basically it would be very dangerous to, uh, to drop a huge amount of water onto DJ Khaled Pitbull <laughs> and Paul Heaton all at once. Um, anyway. what, one of those massive tarpaulins from a Russian military helicopter. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, because there is that. There's a clip somewhere online I've seen of a, one of those huge diggers, you know, the massive ones from quarries, and, and it's got a bucket full of water, and then they dump it onto a car, and it crushes the car. So, oh yeah, it's absolutely, well, um, it's tons of water, of course, isn't yeah, it? Tons, tons. Water, water is heavy. Uh, this just in, water's heavy. Um, I tell you what else. Before we, we we kind of take things in, get the landing gear out. I um, massive FOMO from uh, Monterey Car Week and Pebble Dash Beach and the Quail. Mm. Um, we, I, every time I see the Quail written down and there's a picture of a car, I think of Quali. I keep thinking it's qualifying, uh, and yeah. then I have to read it again. And I do think it wouldn't it be great if you had to qualify if there's like a qualifying round for the Quail Car Show in California? It'd be great. What would that be? What so you have to do a few laps of um, Laguna Seca. But in, you have a, to do, in a Hispano Suiza. Yeah, wearing wearing really sort of not quite that comfortable trousers and shoes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and there's no seat belts and you're on quite a slippery sort of bench seat of whatever yeah. it is. And everything's a bit wobbly. We're back to people falling out of their own cars on racetracks <laughs> again, which is always uh, a hardy perennial. Um, yes, I had a bit. I, I was looking at the the Monterey Car Week stuff and going, "Hmm, that's a nice thing to go Did you get to." FOMO? Isn't it? Yeah, well, a bit of FOMO, yeah. But then also, I was looking at it and going, "Hey, I just I sometimes find 
the American super rich is slightly insufferable <laughs> because there's something sort of I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, it's I I mean, really, we should thank Pebble Beach for the conception of Smith and Sniff, as we've said before. True, true. So effectively, it's where it was founded. Um, mm. And my our, one of our listeners, um, a, a, a sort of colleague in our industry of ours, Jonathan Gitlin, um, British journalist who lives in off of the states, he was like, "You need you and you and Richard need to go over there and like do a a full Smith and Sniff." quail slash monterey car week thing and i said i'd love mm. to do that only because he said well that is the spiritual home of smith and sniff i wish yeah. we could find that footage of the golf cart it's a it's a better spiritual home perhaps than bulldog services which is our sort of more realistic oh i was it I, I pulled over in bulldog services last night i actually didn't realize it was bulldog services because i was coming at it from a different angle i was feeling quite oh. well yesterday to the point of oh two things bollocks i forgot to mention last week but w- one of them was Yesterday, coming back from a shoot, I felt really unwell. I think I got a big um, migraine to mm. the point where I had to pull over and I had to fall asleep in a lay-by for approximately an hour. Oh. And I've never done that. So is that me getting old or was I just having a bit of a turn, as older people say? <laughs> and so I fell asleep on my own in a car and then woke up a little paranoid that I don't know, someone maybe someone was going to try and break in or I'd mm. wee through the window or something. Uh, or tow the car away while I'm still in it. Um, and, then, and then the second one was, is, you know, my Grand California camping expedition the other week? Yes. Well, I forgot to mention, and well done to Volkswagen, fair play. I'll tell you about the jammed fridge incident. No. Okay, so this was the main incident of the of the camping trip. I totally forgot to say it in the, the cast. So the, we'd loaded some stuff into the fridge when we left home, got to near the got to the town where the campsite is and I said to the kids we'll pull over go into the cult and we'll choose what we're going to eat for dinner tonight and what we're going to have for lunch tomorrow and we can all shop together make it a little bit of an event Mm. I went and spent I don't know a hundred quid on food came back to the camper and then when I said to my son oh can you just open the fridge and put the cold stuff in the fridge because it was boiling hot day Mm. couldn't open the fridge and then I was like oh what are you talking about just open it and it wouldn't open and it turns out, while we'd been driving from home to there, something something had ruptured and, and it fridge had locked itself. What? And I spent three hours on a campsite with a bread knife trying to break <laughs> into a fridge and I actually damaged it because it, I, I, oh. I, I was running out of options because I had loads of food I needed to keep... Excuse me, cool, I've got a bit of... So I've drunk my coffee a little quick. And then, so I, if memory I, serves, the last time you couldn't get something open on a Volkswagen, it was the charging bung on an E-up uh, on a video for the Late Break Show, and you shouted bollock porridge at it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sort of picturing similar scenes here. Oh, and the kit, I was having a mild breakdown, and all I didn't have a toolkit because I tend not to take a toolkit when I'm going camping <laughs> in a modern vehicle. But anyway, so I just I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I just put some stuff in like a bucket of water to keep it cold, old school. Mm, mm, mm. In the meantime, and I sent an email to Volkswagen saying, I am really sorry, but I have damaged your fridge spending three hours trying to carefully open it, and I just can't. It opens at the bottom, but it won't open at the top. And then my so I sent this email and then went to bed. And my son in the morning said to me, "Oh, when when we were driving along, I do remember like a little grub screw rolling around on the floor in the back of the van." And I was like, "Really?" And he went, "Yeah, we went over a pothole and I just saw like a screw and I thought, shit, something's basically shuddered off the fridge." Hmm. Volkswagen, bless them, they sent an engineer from Milton Keynes to the campsite where we were. They insisted. Hmm. And the, the, the engineer broke open the fridge for me and then kind of carefully botched it so we could open and shut it and it functioned for the rest hmm. of the camping trip. And then went home and said, don't worry, we'll order, order a new fridge door. And so I want to say thank you to VW because it's great service. And um, yeah, just they said we've never had this before in our lives. It looks like part of the locking mechanism must have just fallen off and it defaults to locking. So the drawer, you're supposed to pull the fridge out on a drawer, Mac. Oh. And the top locked and the bottom didn't. So I could get the bottom open by about two inches. The fridge locks just to stop it swinging open as you drive along, is that it's right? To, yeah, it's so that all the cabinets and everything when you're driving along don't shudder. And, so actually when you're driving along, it's really quiet. Stuff doesn't mm. shimmy around and annoy you. 
but it mm-hmm. came, in this instance it came at the detriment of just simply not it was I might as well have been a bank fault that I was trying to open <laughs> but I managed to open the fridge before dark I managed to open the fridge the bottom of the fridge door by about two inches so there's Daddy. So it was just post Try, bits of da- da- Daddy was posting bits of ham and really <laughs> slender things through. And, and luckily, and a really thin bottle of milk, you know, like a, a small bottle of milk. And the kids, my daughter was just looking at me laughing, going, what are you doing? I just said, well, I, I want to get some stuff in there, <laughs> if I can. <laughs> And so I was posting things into the camp of fridge. food into your own fridge. Uh, uh, it, it would only happen to me, though. Do you think you have a normal life? No. Because I don't no. think you do. Someone pointed out, we put, I put pictures from your camping holiday on the Patreon, and um, someone pointed out that uh, you remembered to bring an enormous inflatable cat, but you forgot to bring any fresh clothes. Oh, yeah, um, it was a dog, yeah, inflatable dog. Oh, it was dog. a dog, beg your pardon, sorry. I thought yeah, 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 yeah. But he's absolutely, absolutely right. And that, I, thought, I, I, I wanted to say, yeah, I think that's sort of... That's Johnny. Th- those are the parameters within which Johnny operates a lot of the time. <laughs> it's best, you know, best just to roll with it. Um, anyway, well, that's a happy ending to the story, I suppose, yeah. that you, you didn't get, all get, I don't know, salmonella from ill-stored no. food. On your no, I didn't. Trip. I wasn't. I didn't airbrush um, from the back or anything, so it was brilliant. And uh, if Lovely. you're a patron, I'll put a couple of pictures up of a man trying to mend a fridge. Yeah, no, it's just one of the many benefits you can get <laughs> as a Smith & Sniff patron. Uh, this is like a quid a month if you're feeling so generous. Always you can give us more, but um, that's uh, always very much appreciated. If you want to get in touch with us, hello at smithandsniff.com. Hello at smithandsniff.com. If you've got any anecdotes about, yes. about a rat-faced man on an off-brand mountain bike <laughs> who haunts your town at high speed with his shirt off. Um <laughs> Twenty first gear wheelies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd like. I'd love to get an impersonator of Lionel Richie to say hello. Yeah. Is it Smith and Sniff you're <laughs> looking for? And then just have our email address come up underneath. Just yeah. be very neat, wouldn't it? Uh, Long term goals. Or oh, unless you are, if you're a Lionel Richie impersonator, get in touch with us. Hello at Smith and Sniff. Please. Hello. I'd love that. It's better just to say Fiesta forever. Um, oh, on yeah. repeat. I'd love that. Yeah. Right then. Well, the gear is down and uh, we are braced for landing. So before we go, uh, I've got three things to tell you. They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Freight Mistake Show, in which Johnny accidentally (laughs) sends consignments of goods by rail to the wrong place uh, this week. 90,000 teacups to Stockholm. Um, If that's not your taste because it's total bollocks, then there's always the Late Break Show, which has got lots of um, excellent widows up there what's the newest one at the moment oh we've got we've got we've just had a barn fine mercedes sl oh, r107 yes, which should be fun and there's a glorious glorious car cave um dropping as they say imminently <laughs> which will involve the benetton blazer oh yes which i'm sure you're um, wearing as you as you talk as to me I, right even now. though yeah even though it's far too warm um yes oh, it's, oh we we are getting perilously close <clears> to me doing a turn on the late break show as well it was hoping to happen this week, wasn't it? And then we, yeah, then I just I couldn't make it happen. But we, this will happen, and and also the um, the retro rides gathering event on the eighteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth of um, of September. We have a late break oh, yeah. show enclosure within that. Mm-hmm. You can buy a mm-hmm. ticket. We'd love to have you along. Pre two thousand and one cars. That's the rules. Nice. It's, it's a phenomenal um, show in its own right, and we're going to have our own yeah. little. Area. Area. Come along. And uh, Smith and Sniff Live on the 8th of September. It's all sold out, so this is pointless, but I'm just saying it. So if you've bought a ticket, don't forget you've got a ticket and please come along. Um, second thing I've got to tell you is I have various books out. One of them is called And On That Bombshell. It's about my years working on Top Gear 2002 to 2015. Lots of behind the scenesy sort of stuff and a story about James May getting really cross over some pies. Um, <laughs> and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, there is a synthesizer called an ARP 2600, which was used by Stevie Wonder a lot in the 70s. And if you like early Depeche Mode or Vince Clark stuff with um, Erasure or Yazoo, you'll hear this synth all over those records. But it was also used to make the voice of R2-D2. Oh, I like that. R2-D2, all the blippy stuff, is actually just an analogue synthesizer. I bet you'd love to go to Vince Clark's house and have a look around the store cupboards. Bloody hell, imagine. 
Imagine yeah. what his doorbell sounds like. <laughs> I hope. I, I hope his doorbell sounds like I don't know the intro from "We Are the Robots" by Kraftwerk or something. That'd be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Well, it could just be one of those really, you know, sort of big old Moog modular synths make brilliantly sort of farty noises. It was one of those sort of that would be equally good. I don't know if you've ever been to Vince Clark's house. Let us know what the doorbell sounds like, um, or indeed if if everything makes brilliant. The only bit of well, the only bit of. Um, trivia I know about Vince Clark is that he used to live or maybe still does live in um, Keith Moon's old house that was called Tara and was notoriously amazing looking but totally impractical uh, oh. I think all the rooms are either pie slice shaped or or snail shell shaped. It just doesn't make any sense at all. But it's very sixties and futuristic. I can't um, believe Keith Moon lived in a nutty house. How how surprising! Of course, uh, I he don't did. think Vince Vince Clark. I think now lives in the states. He's lived all over the place. He lived in Amsterdam for quite a while, but I think he's now in America. Oh, I can't I see the Clark in, enjoying America. But then who am I? Who am I? I don't know. I think he's, he's living he's with DJ Khaled. Man. It's a really <laughs> unlikely pair, yes, but they, they really enjoy really one another's company. <laughs> Vince spends weeks getting a loop absolutely perfectly. Meanwhile, DJ Khaled just throws hits out that he's just yeah. recorded on his phone in the back of a badly driven mind. <laughs> Uh, and Vince just cannot understand why he has ten percent of the earnings of Khaled. But anyway, they still get on. They share they share toasters and stuff, so it's okay. Good. Uh, um, sitcoms write themselves, don't they? They uh, do. They really, really do. Um, I've got a hankering this week for a car. I'm not going to. I know you want an Avanzato TXXRX. Oh bloody hell! I I forgot to say. I you know I mentioned Panda hundred horsepower last week, and then someone yeah. offered me one for s- quite a reasonable price. Oh and no! Danger. It's dangerous. I told you about this, didn't I? I told you how much they wanted for it and everything. And, and yeah. I was surprised you didn't encourage me more. It almost put me I, off. Oh, did it? I'm trying to turn a new leaf because <laughs> until I'm at a point where I've got a Jay Leno-esque hanger or Nissan mm. hut and I go, I'm just I'm going to have them all laid out. I've got the facilities to store. In this country, there's no point in buying another car if you haven't got correct storage facilities mm. uh, or time, well, like headspace, is- as it were. This is the problem that I have, is that, A, I don't need another car, and, B, I have nowhere to put it, really, and even a really small car like a Panda. And that is probably the biggest barrier, apart from I don't need it, and it's silly, but it's just I, I don't have any storage. And I've already got my Land Rover in storage miles away, so that I, which I need, to sort, I need to sort that situation out because I haven't driven my Land Rover in a very long time because it's just tucked away safely in a storage unit. But... Um, yeah, and having if you don't have garage or a, a Harry Metcalf style barn, what do you do? Don't well, this is cars. it. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. But I will. Uh, I will. I mean, I I nearly pulled the trigger on a on a two door Avenger recently, but I didn't. I didn't do it. So that makes you me... nearly shot it. Yeah, I, I decided. I went to a shooting range, and they said you can either use these paper targets, or we've got actually quite a rare two door Hillman Avenger. And I go, can I fire at the Avenger? Go, yeah, that'd be an extra four quid a shot. And I went, I'm absolutely fine with that. Let's do that. Right. Um, here we are. We really this is this 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 episode's got a very long rear overhang on it. We just kept talking <laughs> Oh, it's so like a, uh, it's like a motorhome that my friend up. my friend Matt Walton's just bought an American RV and it's got the longest rear overhang. It's like if you if you're not careful you will take out people's houses without noticing. So that's what this podcast has become. Backswing. A lot of backswing on it. Yeah, yeah. Um Anyway, before I have to do three things all over again, let's just say that is that for this, and we will do it all again next week. But for now, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. And I'm a way-faced man on a mountain bike. (laughs) Selling... Selling weed, forgetting (laughs) to brush my teeth, and drinking no-name energy drinks. Oh, he's got terrible teeth. That's the other thing. Oh, awful. Just doesn't see the point. Doesn't see the point in two two brushes a day. Just a waste of his time. (laughs) He just chews gum. Does the same thing, he says. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But 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 it's hubba-bubba. Yes. Okay, right. (laughs) Does the same thing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 